you're listening to Orgasmic Relationships, a podcast designed to show women how to create deep, passionate, soul-stirring relationships. Each week, we will discuss topics ranging from dating, situationships, marriage, divorce, and everything in between. So if you're ready to transform your love life and shift your perspective about what's really possible for you, you're in the right place. there, ladies, and welcome back to another episode of Orgasmic Relationships. I am your host, Sharika Matthews, life coach and relationship expert. Today, I want to introduce our episode based on a quote from Angela Davis. And that quote says, don't let people, problems, and the pain of your past pause your presence, punish your person, prison your potential, and paralyze your progress. I will begin walking boldly into my future and not allow others to hold me back. And this quote for me has been such a powerful quote and has carried me through all different types of seasons in my life. And I wanted to start this episode with that quote because too often I have witnessed in my life and my clients' lives and just in people in general, I witnessed so many men and women who allow divorce, the ending of a long-term relationship, or some other type of traumatic romantic event get them stuck, get them paralyzed, get them frozen in place, unable to move to a point where they're reliving that pain, they're reliving that experience, or they're forcing new romantic partners to to experience that same pain that they've experienced as well. And this is why I've invited today's guest, James Bush, who is also a licensed professional counselor. And I've invited him here today to kind of help us unpack this topic of healing our divorce, healing through um, healing after the ending of a romantic relationship. Because if you're here with me today, I know that you have experienced some sort of heartbreak and that heartbreak has the potential to feel like someone just pulled the rug up, up, up from under you or in the words of James Bush, feels like Mike Tyson just punched you out. (laughs) That is really what a divorce or heartbreak or any type of ending feels like. And James is someone that I've only spoken with a few times before, but I can tell you this man right here, he is passionate about what he does. He works with men and women on a daily basis to help them heal after a divorce or the ending of a long-term relationship with the intention to help them get back to the place where they belong. So thank you for joining me here today, James. How are you? Doing fine. How are you doing? Thank you for having me on. Yeah, no problem. This is my pleasure. I know that this episode here is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be, and I believe this episode here is going to be eye-opening for our audience as well, because most of my audience here are women who are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s who desire to create an orgasmic relationship, but it seems as if sometimes the trauma from the past, the pain from the past is holding them prison, keeping them paralyzed with where they are. And that's really what I want to talk to you about, James, because you specialize in working with men and women who have gone through divorce and heartbreak. And really the first thing I want to understand is what are the emotions 
that keep us stuck when we experience that divorce? It's the ability to not to move forward. I mean, sometimes when we experience a divorce, again, like I said, a Tyson two-piece, it just hits you and you're woozy and you're dazed and you're looking for answers or you're looking for information to kind of help you. You're looking for comfort from somewhere and somebody, which we got to be careful about as well, too, for mm-hmm. those who are comforting. And so sometimes in those moments, you're saying to yourself, I mean, I just want to feel better. I just want to get through this moment. I'm looking for anything that can help me. But that's when you have to get centered. That's when you have to get focused. That's when you have to get back to your foundation, whatever it may be. If it's your faith, if it's your support group, if it's your center, you have to go to that place so that then the reeling can stop. Stabilize yourself. And when I say stabilize yourself, I'm meaning to the point where, okay, I don't have it all together. But I know that right now, maybe it's the best time for me to just not do anything, but just sit here, think you know, before I make my next move. So how do we get in that mind space? Because I'm, and I'm asking from personal experience, yes. I've been through both a divorce and the ending of an engagement. And yes. there are times when you, when you first experience that it's like mm-hmm. your whole world is turned upside down and you're flooded yes, with is. emotions. How yes, do you move is. from that flooding to, you know, thinking. <laughs> well, one thing is, is that you have to continue to do the things that represent who you are. And so whether that's your job, whether that's self-care, whether that's anything along those lines, you have to make sure that you participate in those activities, pouring back into yourself. And so whether that's uh, you getting your mani petties, that's whether you are going hiking, um, going exercising, you know, it's not necessarily consuming yourself with busy work, but it's consuming yourself with you, that which ministers and pours into your soul. And then so at that point, as you begin to continue to pour into your soul, that's when I believe the deposits begin to drop. And as soon as the deposits begin to drop, that's when we're looking at, all right, I know what happened. But first and foremost, before I start blaming anybody else, I've got to look at me. What did I do in this situation, in this relationship that helped get to the resultant that we are in right now? Yeah, you said a couple of powerful things here. The first one that I caught is you have to continue to do things that represent you. And yes. what I found, especially, and I can speak from a woman's point of view, a lot of women lose themselves in relationships. Of course. They began to, and I don't know if this is true for men or not, but I see no, women no, begin no, to fill yeah, a role. Men, Go ahead. Men too. Men too. Men, men, so men, we men never talk you. about that, right? I mean, but who's, I mean, the thing is, is that if we're being honest, you know, both on parties, both partners have the potential to lose themselves for whatever reason. Maybe it's from, um, the background experience um, or expectations that say, okay, to be in a relationship, you're supposed to do X, Y, and Z. You're supposed to compromise. You're supposed to give of yourself. Okay. Giving of yourself. But what is the revelation knowledge? I'm sorry, of what that actually means. Does that mean lose yourself? Does that mean that you are supposed to compromise some of your foundational items of what you have learned in your twenties and your thirties of what makes you, you, Because then that's how sometimes you get to the space where I don't know who I am. Of course, you don't know who you are because you're not being your authentic self. 
You're not yeah. being that person. Sometimes I call it, as for guys, it's that monster, that that purpose, that man, awesomeness, that which was inside you that people can recognize is that she's different. He's different when they do that. And you're mm-hmm. not doing it for whatever reason and you're compromising yourself. So you have to be able to get back to that spot. Yeah, and that's and the other thing to it is you have to allow yourself to evolve too, because who I was in my twenties and who I was in my thirties is not the woman I am in my forties. So being aware Mm -hmm. that you are evolving and even aware that your partner is evolving too, which you know, and and I hate to get off topic here, but with that's one of the reasons why we experience divorce as an ending of a relationship because one or two things happen. As you grow and evolve, you end up growing apart or you kept holding your partner to the standard of who he was in his 20s and 30s and not seeking to learn who he is in his present day and how you two can continue to complement and grow with each other. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts I, on that? I think sometimes it comes to that uh, old pastures of being equally yoked. I think sometimes Mm. at one point in life, we may be equally yoked, but that yoke has changed when we move into those latter years of our life. And if we don't continuously, I'm sorry, have check-ins, if we don't continuously, man, look to develop that cohesiveness between us, then at some point or so, we're going to get off track. We're going to get off talking. We're no longer in alignment. So if we're no longer in alignment, then it's hard for me to minister to you and you to minister to me in those moments when I'm needing, because we don't understand one another in that space. And I think that that's what's happening a lot with a lot of our couples is that they started off with a spark, but all of a sudden then life came in, kids came in, um, their foundation was built on an idea that mm, it may have worked for great grandmama and great grand and great granddaddy and grandmom and them in their sense, but it doesn't work in this time and season because mm-hmm. things are different. Yeah. I promise you, you keep dropping all these words here (laughs) because I agree with you wholeheartedly. And, you know, I remember, well, I just got married here last week. And before we got married, I remember some of my girlfriends were telling me, well, Sharika, do you feel the butterflies in your stomach? Do you feel the spark and the connection? I was like, yeah, maybe I did when I first met him. But, you know, we've been together for almost three years now. And I guess I'm not as focused on that spark and connection. I've he and I have really been focused on growing our relationship and really getting to know and understand. And that was part of the conversation that he and I had, uh, even outside of the couples counseling that we did. Is number one, I asked the question, "What is the purpose of a marriage?" I know we talked about we want to be together, but what is our purpose? You know, we we talk about God's purpose, which is great. But on a granular level, on the human level, what is our purpose of us being together, especially with us being our 40s and we don't have plans to have children? What is our purpose? And then the next thing was, how can we continue over the upcoming months to support you in becoming the best version of yourself and then help me become the best version of myself. We constantly have those conversations. When I say mm-hmm. constantly, probably once every few months, not every day, because <laughs> that gets boring, right? But it's like you said, that spark it's is so only the initiator. Yes. Yes. It's, it's not so what keeps you, it's not what keeps a relationship together, but having 
those conversations about your purpose and his purpose and the purpose of the relationship and making sure you're in alignment also helps you to understand who you are. Because if you don't, if you're unable to answer that question, what is my purpose here? What is my purpose in this relationship? I don't have a clear understanding of who I am and what I need and who I am becoming. And if I'm not clear on that, how can I help you be clear? Exactly. I think that's so important is that sometimes, again, as you said earlier, that sometimes people, they lose themselves in relationships because they haven't taken the personal journey themselves. Yeah. They don't know who they are. It's very hard to tell someone else uh, and give them directives of how to address you, how to love you, how to work with you. If you don't even know how to love yourself. One of the things that I've heard as of late is that the most important relationship that you have on this earth is the relationship with yourself. Absolutely. When we are able to minister to ourselves, when we are able to look at those dark places, when we are being honest, it's like, okay, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. You know what I mean? Because in our culture right now today, everybody's a boss. Everybody, man, is a hustler. Everybody is this. But you know what? Sometimes I'm vulnerable in this place. Yeah. Sometimes I'm in pain in that area right there. Sometimes I'm hurting from that relationship. I'm hurting from that space. And I need that healing. I need that direction. I need that way to move from where I am to that place of peace Mm. so that number one, I can be not only better for myself, but I can use, as they says, as the oil dripped off of Aaron's beard, I can take that and give to another individual so that they will be blessed by it as well too. But if I haven't done the work, then it's very hard to give that information out. And also too, when you haven't done the work, that means you are sometimes easily persuaded of mm. what should happen. So then it's like, okay, now I'm like, well, let me try it. Well, you know, this is my husband or let me try what he says, or this is my wife. Let me try what she says. No, 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 no. We get firm and square on those things from the get go. Yeah. From the beginning. Yeah. And You know, our parents, our mothers, our fathers, our pastors and everyone, they give us good advice, right? Yes. But there's a saying that someone also told me, sometimes you got to eat the meat and spit out the bones. Because as you said earlier, you know, what worked for my mom and my grandmother may not work for me. I could take what they give me because I actually had an older woman tell me. and, Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad I eventually moved from that, but she taught me that a man will hit you once and he will cheat on you at least once. Mm. That's what I was told (laughs) as a woman. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, I I, I truly believe that because I think in that time space there, that may be what's more prevalent of an occurrence. Why? Because um, after the 1950s, maybe before 1950s, traditional marriages, they lasted longer. Why? Because, you know, even though there was infidelity, there were families showing up at the funeral, there was domestic violence, nobody was going anywhere. Why? Because the financial aspects had not been solved. Absolutely. So then we fast forward after the 50s, after women are entering the workforce, after they're going to school and they're earning these degrees and they're highly educated and they're able to fend for themselves. Oh, you hit me once. I'm out of here. Right. Oh, then we gonna fast fight first. <laughs> right. We're going to fight first okay. and then I'm out of here. And then we hit to the 1970s. There's no fault divorces in California. So now basically I don't have to have a lot of reason to leave. I can leave. Right. There's potential that I can get 
alimony to support me while I am away from this relationship. Yeah. And so now that has changed the conversation that has changed the understanding of what happens between relationship dynamics. Yeah. And even with the availability of getting a divorce without um, infidelity or anything like Mm -hmm. that, it's still hard to make the decision to end a long term relationship or to even get a divorce. Because I remember when I went through my divorce, that was that situation was a whole situation. And it took me, gosh, I probably should have left within three to four months of the marriage, to be honest with you, right? But I didn't because I was taught that if I got a divorce for any reason other than infidelity, that Mm -hmm. I would be living in a constant state of sin. Therefore, Mm -hmm. I was condemned to hell. Mm -hmm. So I wrestled with that so much so that one time my prayers turned into God just take me. If I cannot leave him because of how he's treating me, then just take my life. I would rather go meet you now than to live a life stuck with him. That's how serious it was. And I thank God that I did not take my life. And I had um, I had a, a good friend. She had a key to my house. And she hadn't seen me in a couple of weeks and she came in the house. It was like, Sharika, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. She got mm-hmm. me to a doctor. She she got me the help that I needed to to help me to think clearly and to understand. Yes. I had to redefine who God was, to be honest with you. I had yeah. to redefine and read for myself who God was based on right. what I've studied, not based on what I was taught. Right. And even with that, there was still such a sense of shame, a sense mm-hmm. of guilt, a sense of embarrassment that I dealt with for a long time after that divorce. Mm. You know, and I wonder, do other people who, from your experience, do other people go through that? Because it's easy to say on this side of it that you got to do the work, you got to do the healing, you got to do this and that. But sometimes I can tell you that shame, that guilt can have a stronghold on you. I think, but at the same token, what I will say, it can. But somebody told me on on a podcast recently is that as children, we learn a lot of information. We learn a lot about a lot. And -hmm. then as adults, we unlearn a lot about what we learned as children. And I think that's because, again, as children, we're seeing it from a perspective that is not fully formed our thought and our abstract mindset has not you know pretty much come into play until maybe in your teenage years and so you're looking at life through maybe a murky lens but as you get Mm -hmm. older things become a lot more a lot more clearer you start to say okay i i see why this is happening and i see why that is happening and i'm having my own experiences and so I was talking to another lady the other day and she was saying, we were talking about how going through the experiences that she did helped her to understand relationships the way she does now. If she never had those experiences, she would never understand the relationships at the the magnitude, the breadth, the width, and then the depth of where they are. And so she would be misinformed. And that way she was able to tell her daughter, Hey, look, hang in there. I understand you're having something going on in your early 20s but hang in there it does get better Mm because i've been through it myself 
Yeah. And so absolutely. I think that that's the blessing in all of this. Oh, so absolutely. Able to come out completely. The end of it. I completely yes. agree. I would not be where I am today. I would not be yes. the relationship I am today. I would not be doing what I'm doing today right. had it not been from that experience because that experience forced me to define God for myself. It forced me to read the Bible for myself. It forced me to question everything that I had been taught or shown about what a wife is supposed to be, what a husband is supposed to be, and how a marriage is supposed to operate. And because of that experience, I was able to define for myself what a healthy relationship looks like. I was able to reconnect with who Sharika was because I was one of those women who was trying to fulfill this role and this checklist of what a, of what a wife should be. Completely lost myself physically, lost myself emotionally, I lost myself spiritually. And so, like you said, there is a blessing in that, right? Yeah. Because it acts as a propeller to who you're supposed to be and where you're going. Right. So, and when it comes to moving from that space of, oh my gosh, this relationship is ended to, I feel so embarrassed. Now I'm another statistic of Mm -hmm. a Christian woman who's divorced to Mm -hmm. let me, let me take a look at what I've contributed. Let me take a look at what I need to unlearn and let me take a look at what I need to learn anew. Mm -hmm. That journey I think requires a level of emotional maturity that it's it's hard to describe, right? Like it's it's beautiful. I mean, it's a help me out here. It's it's a journey. It's 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 a journey because because again, you're unlearning a lot of the foundational information that you've learned, that you've quoted, that you've written in your uh, Facebook posts, that you've been told. uh, everybody and a mama about and now that you're living and you have to say not necessarily eat crow but you in a sense you're saying to yourself man that's not all the way accurate i've got to go back to the well to kind of find out what the water really says about this topic and so now i'm in a space where okay i've got to do better for myself how does sharika line up in this moment with what she knows, with what sh- who she is, what what ministers to her, that's the most important thing. Yeah. It's not necessarily of we're living on the happiness of others, but we're finding out what is it internally that man propels us forward, and yeah. just getting to understand. That's why the journey journey, I'm sorry, is so beautiful because you're learning more about yourself. You're learning yeah. about what works for you, and and it's funny because I I love when um when you're working with people who have been divorced and they start dating again. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden that, that, that trigger finger comes quickly. It's like, yeah, yeah, we were doing this. Like, ah, nah, wouldn't work on. Like, What's not working? It's like, no, it's not working. And it's like, cause you, your antennas are up. And some people say, well, you're still hurt. You know, you just do. You're like, no, 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 no. Once you've been through that process for some, I would say that they are understanding about what works and what doesn't work is very keen. It's very sharp. Yeah. And that's so awesome. Yeah. I used to be famous for 
like the one date and that was it. Like <laughs> one date, I gathered all the information I needed to know. <laughs> and yeah. not very many people made it past that first date. And it wasn't me being unreasonable or me being, you know, responding or reacting out of past hurt and drama. Like you said, you become clear on what it is that you desire, what it is that you need, and you know how to pick up on it. Without the matches, and because sometimes in the dating process, we'll go into the process of so, do you love God, or do you want marriage, or um, we ask all the qualifying questions, but we don't observe their language, or observe their behavior. We don't observe what's underneath the layers to see their true characters. Anyone can answer the questions right to pass the test, but the true test is how you live it out. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say this. I go back to that statement of being equally yoked. And so you'll have people who will say that, you know, well, you're in business or oh, I'm in business too. Okay, great. Let me see your website. Mm-hmm. Let me see your LLC. Let me see. I mean, do you have uh, any products or your merchandise? Do you have any social media presence? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're, you, you a believer. I'm a believer too. Do you believe in tithing? Yeah. You know? Because, you know, sometimes when you've been in a relationship before where that was a hot button topic, a hot button issue, and now it's like, okay, we're together. Do you believe in that? You don't? Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm learning now. Okay. Uh, do you even like to have sex? Mm. You don't? Okay. Well, what type of sex do you like to have? I mean, is it with That's a person? an important is, question, too. Is it with an alien? I mean, well, what is it that you really enjoy doing? <laughs> Cause I want to know it's, it's right. that, you know, we're, it's, it's one of those things where dating is data. You're collecting exactly. information on that person so that you can make an informed decision. And if you give it enough time, you'll see maybe not everything, but you'll see enough to say, okay, I want to maybe keep going forward or I want to stop because I don't know if this is going to really truly work that well. You know, yeah, you'll start to notice and say, "Okay, am I?" And and it's not necessarily about that person as well, but I'm reflecting back on myself. Exactly. Am I being my most authentic self? Am I answering the questions? Am I speaking up? Do I have an anxiety based attachment style in this moment? Do I have an avoidant attachment style in this moment? You know, are these? Am I afraid to speak up when there is conflict? You know, am is my self esteem low? Is my self worth low? We're starting to ask these questions and saying, why is it if we're not getting to the answers and we're not executing in those moments, we're doomed to repeat some of the things that possibly haunted us in the first relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's so and important again, that we do the work. Exactly. It's the personal development and the personal development and even the healing, in my opinion, is an ongoing process. You start your healing process probably when, you know, you had your first heartbreak or your first divorce or something. But the healing process of pouring back to you, the healing process of loving yourself, the healing process of taking accountability for your own actions, the healing process of maturing emotionally, maturing spiritually, Mm -hmm. maturing mentally is an ongoing process. And you know, they, they tell us that women make up 80% of the personal development um, genre, right? And But what I'm seeing is we are really good at watching Oprah. We're good at watching Yama. We're good at, uh, who's the other people out there? Um, like the other 
you know, influencers. Influencers, influencers, yes. Right. Yes, We're yes. good at that. Yes. <laughs> That's that personal development. It's entertainment. I do pick up something from it every once in a while, but I want to encourage right. people to dig deeper into personal development. And right. what I mean by that is this, and this is something I picked up as a project manager. It's the five Y process, right? Where mm-hmm. let's say you are, you're feeling ashamed mm-hmm. because you've gone through a divorce and your marriage lasted only 18 months or you're feeling ashamed because, um, mm-hmm. you know, your marriage lasted only 20 years right. and you, instead of sitting in the shame, ask yourself, why do I feel shame? What beliefs do I have that mm-hmm. equates to me feeling less than? Right. And then ask yourself, why do I believe these beliefs? Mm-hmm. Why have I accepted these beliefs? Are these beliefs true? Mm-hmm. How can I prove these beliefs are true? And if any of those answers come back, no, then it's time for you to reevaluate and seek on your own. Right. You know, sometimes we we just say, oh, I feel ashamed. I have to push through the shame. Mm. Well, yeah, right? To a certain extent, but to a certain extent, right? Like you have to. to, to, to no, no, no. I, I agree with you to a certain extent, but there is right. a level of understanding that comes with this process. Right. And so as you were saying with the wise, it's that understanding that, hey, just because this happened in the relationship, does not mean that it was all on me. It does not mean or take away from the man or the woman that I am. Yeah. It just means that I call it, you're answering the questions that mm. are needed in that moment. Yeah. Because once you begin to answer the questions, I truly believe that's when the healings takes place. Absolutely. Because now instead of me looking at the trauma and the pain, I'm looking at the solution. I'm looking at the answer. I'm looking at the truth of the matter. Yeah. Uh, and the truth of the matter is a whole lot more glorious and beautiful than the traumatic and the drama that ha- took place. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I focus on and that's what's necessary. But if I stay looking at, well, man, she said I was ugly. Okay. <laughs> I've always been ugly according to her. Well, well, I mean, Hey, maybe you weren't what she wanted. Does that take away from you? No. If you have 15 or 20 individuals that are lined up willing to go and date because they believe in your spark, they believe in your purpose, they believe in you and they're enjoying. Why does that one matter? We got to dig. We got to decipher through it. So whether she believes he was ugly or not, that does not matter because we have other things moving, which is just like it takes our mind away from the negativity and focus on the positivity, which is, man, the glory within us. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how you said that you really have to take the focus off the negativity and put your focus on the positivity and on your personal growth. And and I keep going back to this, too, because I want to reiterate for our audience. Ask yourself the questions. Sometimes your answers will take time. Mm -hmm. Don't feel as if just because you asked the question and you didn't get an immediate answer, either through prayer or through self-reflection, it doesn't mean the answer doesn't exist or it doesn't mean that you asked the wrong question. Sometimes the questions are revealed to you through time, through your experience, through your meditation, through your prayer. And it goes back to 
Healing is a process that you continue over time. Growth is a process that you continue over time. Look like you want to say something. No, I just, I, I agree <laughs> with you. I say it's, it's over time. It's layers of it. Yeah. You know, it's layers. It's just like when we have, when we skin our knee or our elbow or so, and then, you know, the blood, it clots up. So that's one form. That's one layer. But then you all of a sudden you see the scab that comes in. Well, that's another layer. That's another transition. And then all of a sudden, now, if we allow it to heal enough, the scab will begin to minimize. Yeah. It becomes smaller. Yeah. But the thing is, is that do we allow enough time for that process to take place? Yeah. And the key word behind all of that is grace. Yeah. Give yourself the grace to heal. Give yourself the space to heal. Uh You know, I know people who want to get out here and start dating immediately. And, you know, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But give give yourself the space. Right. Like, you know, it's like when I I I lost my dog the first time. And and a friend of mine told me the best way to get over a a dead dog is to get yourself another one. And they applied that. (laughs) I'm going to say this, uh, according to um, some psychological um, uh, information that's out there, that's exactly what they say. The best yeah. way to get over a breakup is to get, no, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone. Yeah. Or proverbially, the, the best way to get over a breakup is to basically eradicate every memory of that individual. And when you think back to them, do not think of the positive moments of it. Think of the traumatic situations and the burdens and the issues that man really and it's like wow i mean that's how they uh quantify or how they qualify moving past the breakup now do i believe in all of that no i have my own theory theoretical concept one thing i would say is that everyone is different every relationship was different right and so sometimes we were working with the person based on when i'm working on client based on who you were who you are i'm sorry when I got out of my relationship. One of the first things my um, therapist told me was, says, James, you need to date. I was like, really? I said, everybody in their mama is telling me that I should just, man, just be still, just chill out. It's like, no, you need this. Why? Because you had never had that before. You got married young. Mm-hmm. And so you don't know, number one, as he says, it's looking at the reflection of yourself in the reflection of uh, looking at yourself in the reflection of others. That's and fair. so when you begin to get out there and you start to date and you start to learn more about, hmm, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. Now I'm saying dating. I'm not saying go out and have sex with everybody. I but know. I'm saying just go out there. It's date. Enjoy. Learn. Grow. Uh, understand. This is what, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is, that's not, this is not what I do. Uh, and you start to what I uh, say, build a profile. And when the profile begins to build and you start to say, okay, this is what works with me, but this is not what works with me. And that's not, it doesn't mean these people are good or bad. It just means fit. Sometimes the fit is not there. And that is what I say is what helps you move through the process because then you start to learn that they're unique, the wonderful being that you are, and you have no apologies for it because why you walking in your truth not the truth of Ayala, not the truth of mm-hmm. Oprah, but the mm-hmm. truth of you. And I tell everybody, I tell everybody, everybody can't ride the ride of you. Yes. You have to get that understanding. It's like some people are only meant for, they say, I'm not of Some people are meant for reasons, seasons, and lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing right there. But 
everybody cannot handle where you're going. They're not equipped. And it's not a bad thing. It's just a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that is so important for people to realize because one of the reasons, one of the things I can appreciate about men in particular is that men know how to date without getting emotionally attached to every woman that they meet. I caution the women that I work with about just getting out there to date until we realize and understand how not to emotionally attach to the first man they meet or every man that they meet. And that's why a lot of women are so exhausted from dating. And they tend to say, well, all men are dogs. Or all men just want sex. Or all men are blah, blah, blah. It's because you're emotionally attaching to that person and not allowing yourself to learn. Like you said, yeah. dating is a data collection process. You go out with someone, you you talk to someone, you don't have to sleep with them or love them immediately. Well, I just love hard and I have an open heart and that's all great, but love with wisdom. <laughs> that everyone can be responsible with your heart. That everyone's responsible no. with your money. Exactly. Have you watched a Tinder Swindler, by the way? I've started it, but I fell asleep on it. I have not gotten deep into it, though. Oh, my God. I heard or, about um, it. I definitely heard about it. Uh, What's the other one? Um, Bad Vegan. That's another oh. one, too. Okay. Where okay. you got okay. women. These women get emotionally involved and start giving the, this guy, both the men in both situations, their mm-hmm. heart and their money. And I'm just like, yeah. everyone can't be responsible with your money and your heart. Those are two things True. we need to survive here as human True. beings here on Earth in today's day. We need our heart safe and secure, mm-hmm. and we need our money. <laughs> that is true. You know, and so there is a process to that. And if you are that person who can date without getting emotionally attached and actually just use it as a learning process, I encourage it. But no, if you're not, if you, if you say, if you are self-proclaimed, I love hard, a self-proclaimed people pleaser, a self-proclaimed, you know, yeah, right. That gets you in a lot of trouble. (laughs) Hire a coach, hire a therapist. Let's work through that first before you get back out there. But, um, But again, it's it's about your level of intention. That's the other word I wanted to bring up in our conversation today is that you have to be intentional about Uh healing, intentional about growing, intentional about allowing the next person to come into your life to show you more about you. Uh It goes back to what you were saying earlier, James, about you know, sometimes we focus so much on the negative and we tend to make that our ex a villain and look at ourselves as a victim and not use this as an opportunity to say, what did I learn about myself from him? Like one of the things that I've only admitted here in the last year, and this is probably maybe my first time saying it out loud in public, mm-hmm. is that, yeah, I do like to control things. And it was my husband. who <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like I like things the way I like it. And I've had to learn through him to relax a little bit. There were still certain things that I like a certain way. Like, you know, I like my chicken cooked a certain way. And I like the temperature of this room to be a certain way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I learned to allow him to do his thing too. And it's just uh, the whole awareness of it, right? And if I had not allowed him to show that to me, We'll be fighting every day. <laughs> I think that 
And like you, as time and as I begin to heal more and concentrate more on who I was and what I was in the relationship, I re- I recognize that, okay, you know, sometimes some people, they just run out of gas dealing with you, you know? Yeah. And I, re- and I, and I, and I understood, I said, you know what? I can be a hard person to deal with, you know? Um, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's all about your goals. What do you want to achieve in life? Some people can get there and some people can't. There's a um, documentary, uh, the, um, the last dance with the Chicago bulls. And oh. there was, um, a scene in there where um, basically you have, uh, I think was it Bill Winnington or yeah, Bill Winnington. And basically they said that, uh, Michael Jordan, he was a, a a-hole, you know, hmm. he was very hard. He was very abrasive in the practice. I mean, he did a lot of those things, but it worked because we won. And the fact is, is that you had a guy who wanted to win so bad that he pushed and pushed and pushed his teammates to the very, very end of them sometimes, almost to the point where they're fighting each other or so. And when I look at that and I look at relationships as well, too, because in life or so, sometimes we have these ideas and we push and we push and we push. And some people, they're just like, look, I'm tired. I can't do that. That's not me. And it's understandable. It's definitely understandable. And sometimes before you like, man, you weak, you soft, man, you, man, you soft like Charmin. But at the same <laughs> point in time, you say, you know what? I understand that now. I understand that that's not necessarily who you are. And I respect that. And if that's need be to get off this, then, then so be it. And then, yeah. but then also too, what that does is it fine tunes you to say, okay, not everybody can handle who I am and where I'm going and what I'm doing. Because yeah. let's get this straight. For for certain callings, it costs. Yes. For certain purposes, it costs. Yes. It's like you go in a lab and you're quiet and you're dark, man, for another five or six months. And you come out and you have this wonderful, beautiful piece of art that, man, you're unveiling to the world. And then the world is beholding it. And you're like, like man, that's just so awesome. But they don't see the times when you were behind the scenes, working, sacrificing, you know, making those hard decisions. Everybody is not able to ride the ride of you. Yes. Let's just get that straight. Yes. And until we're able to embrace that and accept that in our generation, then we will be forever lost. Be with those who are equally yoked. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that person who's equally yoked with you is not who you envision yourself to be. Mm. Yeah. And and this goes back to the conversation of you know, uh, what's it called? Like alpha man and alpha woman, you know, like you need to have become the power couple, like Barack and Michelle Obama and all this stuff. And right. Come on. Right. You know, so like, even on my journey, like I was that person who thought I needed like a Barack and Michelle situation. And that is not what I have. And that's not what I desire now that I know who I am and know what my calling is. Exactly. I have a man who can ride the ride of Sharika with grace, right. with patience, and That's with right. the ability to expand and contract, to ebb and flow as life carries us on our way. That's who I have. It is not a Barack. He's not going to run for governor or mayor, anything political. He's probably, mm-hmm. he may or may not. No, I don't really see him taking over, becoming CEO of his company. He's going to mm-hmm. achieve some things. But he is who I needed to be the woman that I am today. And he is who I need to become 
my next version of myself. Yeah. And if you're that, able to see that, it uh-huh. changes how you date and changes who you select. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I like to put out there and throw out there just what you were saying. It says, find me on the path to greatness. Mm-hmm. As I'm moving towards greatness, you know, find me there as I'm moving forward. And yeah. as I'm doing that, you can begin to, you know, decipher, is this something someone who can add to my life? Can I add to their life? Yeah. Sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes, I mean, there are people that you love that, man, y'all have some great chemistry. I mean, some of you have great sex. I mean, all the other kind of things that go along with that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to purpose, when it comes to longevity of the situation, those things are just fleeting and they run out, unfortunately. Yeah. And yeah. it's sadness because some people, they'll base their identities in their lives on certain items that are fleeting. Yeah. That are, uh, I learned a word, word the other day, fungible, fungible, or anything like that. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so because of that, then when the due date does come, you know, it expires. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not, that's not any of our goals, right? None of us have no. a goal no. of having our relationship end or having our marriage. And none of us have that as a goal. But now right. that we are on the other side of divorce or on the other mm-hmm. side of the ending of a long-term relationship, we can mm-hmm. learn better. We can do better. We can mm-hmm. choose differently for ourselves right. and choose differently the path and the surroundings that we choose to keep. As long right. as we keep in mind that individually we are on a path of greatness. I love that term. We are on a path of greatness. As you keep that in mind and keep your focus on your spiritual growth, on your mental growth and on your emotional growth, you can trust the process that's going to lead you to where you need to be. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So um, as we wrap this up, James, Mm -hmm. is there anything else you want our audience to know? Is there another key fact another key insight you want our audience to walk away with well once again sharika thank you for having me come on your show i think it's awesome i love to talk about this topic because i think it's just it's a lot of it's rooted in shame it's rooted in trauma and pain it's rooted about how other people may see us or perceive us but the fact is there's healing at the outset of it if you just take the plunge yeah I want folks to, if they don't remember anything, be your most authentic self. Find you in this season of your life. Yeah. Do that self-care. Minister to yourself. Enjoy life. You know, enjoy everything. I mean, if you don't know how to, if you don't know those things that quote unquote make you happy, find them. Find what it is. And then it's like sometimes somebody asks, like, well, what are you saying? So how do you find how do you find people? Like, well, what do you like to do? And he's like, Well, I like to go to the gun range. I was like, Well, go to the gun range. And man, if exactly. there's people at the gun range, man, that you want to have a conversation with, somebody's looking attractive, then hey, let's talk. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's exactly. like find people with common interests or so. And I think that's just so awesome because you are doing those things that resonate with you. Let's not try to go and reinvent ourselves to 
fit a square peg in a round hole. That yeah. does not work. Yeah. That is torture. <laughs> and yeah. that's not you. And yeah. I'm just imploring each and every one of those who are individuals who are listening to this podcast. Be yourself. You know, yeah. speak up when you need to. When you get in your points of dating or so, have those conversations. Have the tough ones. Yeah. The ones that are uncomfortable. Because guess what? In that moment, there's an opportunity for growth. I think sometimes we have this idea that in relationships, it's always supposed to be a smooth, easy sailing or feel. No. I haven't seen anything that grows that didn't come with energy and sometimes pain transition and if you don't have that understanding and 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 also too let's get away from a lot of the cliches in the misinformation that has led us to places that are not fruitful jesus (laughs) happy wife happy life no 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 happy happy house well we got to get 50 50 you know it's 50 50 in a relationship no 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 no. i don't want 50 percent of you because I'm missing 50% of you. And if I'm missing that 50%, then it's going to smack me in the back of my head probably in the next two or three years. I want yep. 100% of you. Yeah. I want to know who you are. Because it's not a matter of if you come out, it's when. Mm-hmm. It's important. So let's do the work. Let's not feed on the rubbish of man yesteryear. And let's find out what works for us. What works for you, Sharika? What works for you, James? Yeah. Walk your own walk. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Thank you, James, so much for just all the nuggets you shared today, all the wisdom you shared, and just thank you for answering your call and to do your work as a therapist, as a speaker, as a coach, and Mm -hmm. just being that, that place of hope and that beacon of light for others who need it as they're going through their divorce and their separation. And if my clients, not my clients, sorry, if my audience um, want to learn more about you, even want to reach out to you to see how they can work with you, what is the best way for them to contact you? Definitely. You can find me, um, uh, email james at bushcounselingservices.com or you can find me on, on my webpage bushcounselingservices.com I also have a podcast on a show as well it's on uh, Power Me Up Radio Talk 24-7 an affiliate of iHeart and you can just go and check it out and it's um, five days a week it's called The Mind of a Man Show Mind yes. of a Man Show and I lastly a uh, phone number 615-546-0805 send a text and let's start the work I love it. I love it. Thank you again, James, for joining me here today. I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I know our audience has enjoyed our conversation. I know everyone who's listened to this podcast has walked away with new awarenesses and new nuggets mm-hmm. that they can take and apply to their lives today. So thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. And no to problem. my audience, thank you again for joining us here for another episode of Orgasmic Relationship. And as always, Be bold, brilliant, and completely unstoppable in the pursuit of what your heart desires in life and in your relationships. I'll talk to you next time. Talk to you.